evening to you all. Um, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. I just want to go straight for it tonight. Of course, congratulations again to all the different programs and events this week, starting from TIC. So I've been asking for um, maybe not details, but informations about all the different things that happen in the family during the week. Remember the scripture last week, Thursday, precept must be upon precept and line must be upon line. It also means that every part of the body must function according to creation. So, um, every activity, every program counts. Again, good evening to all those who are watching from different families and nations. Because the functionality, and this is, let me just lay the foundation of this. The moment your activity is tainted by an incorrect heart, it is doomed to fail. It does not matter how big it looks. But if it is built on the fact that for W to work, tick must be functional. So tick must not step in the arena of W thinking, I'm going to do better than this because I want to prove something. Imagine a body competing itself. That's disease. That means the body is fighting itself and is meant to die. Now, when the body dies, there's nothing like the eyes say, <laughs> look at them, they are now dead. Me, I will be okay. You are dead. Even though it's not the eyes that shut down, if a part of the body shuts down, you shut down. So totally unrelated to the eyes is the issue that made it not to function again. Should I say that again? That made the body not to function again. So the eyes is not the cause of the trouble. These are number one lessons in nation building. The way your parents taught you. Let me, let's just be telling ourselves truth now. So that if Nigeria wants to scatter, I cannot be sucking up to a nation that I've not benefited anything from. The people who need to be politically correct there are the people eating from them. They are Afrobeat musicians and they are GOs. They need to say what they want to hear because the, that system built them. I've not benefited anything from that country. And so, and maybe that's why I was shot here for a while so that we can tell the truth. The way your parent taught you is for eyes to function when the body dies. They actually technically told you, even if the body fails, as long as our family is okay. Let me tell you why that is, that's vital. The world was not started by money. It was started by words. What shape nations. What you're carrying around now is words. 
your formation is words either spoken or demonstrated a normal black person or white whatever young generation you are certainly not a nation builder it is not in your blood it is not in your vein it is not what you do if that's what we do we would have built a community we are not trained to build nations we are not indoctrinated to build nations it is not our thing but for us to be important if you want to be important as an individual if you want to live a meaningful life that which is not in your vein or blood or orientation must be implanted there purposefully intentionally you must take it in it's not in our blood to nation build we've not seen it you're young you're watching me tonight you have you seen nation building before no was it in your family no we built self but remind let's remind ourselves tonight that what kills the body which also shuts down the eyes does not necessarily have to come from the eyes so unless we intentionally take that which is not our nature and make it our nature it has to be intentional and intentionality here means that on a daily basis you remind yourself Because the life of a man is in his blood. We were birthed by selfish people. Whose outcome but religious and culture is nothing but poverty. Or at best, mediocrity. Think of your parents. Let us not add emotions to your... Um, your life which still has a long way to go so if you start the tantrums and battle of emotions now it's long most of you the oldest generally I'm, I'm sure there are older people but generally most of you are not up to 40 so it's going to be a long ride to have an attachment to any umbilical cord and run your ideology and life based on their philosophy is long is a stressful life is a life without freedom imagine how many people are still in africa imagine someone says well you know um non-pastors all over the world and african pastors have been praying in the name of jesus and getting answers please i ask you what pastor's prayer has been answered that you know what prayer exactly which one, please? Like, seriously, you tell me. Now you're going to point to people you don't know. But the one they pray for your mom is what I'm asking. They want close home. The one you know. And so either it's Yehoshua or Jesus, we can't use that measurement because we don't know which one has been answered. What I know about known pastors all over the world is often during convention or monthly, they permutate. 
permutate is guesswork. You saw that in the last Nigerian election where God stripped all their leaders, their religious leaders, they were permutating, guessing. Now they are recounting. They are now real. How can we have a nation this dumb? How? It beats human, human lowness. As in, it's like there is a lowness of human, then, then we have a continent that just went lower. But that's the, that's their that's their cross. But we must trace our job is to raise leaders, and the spirit of grace keeps reminding us that in order to raise leaders, just before you think this guy just talks about the past and da-da-da. In order to raise leaders, we must debunk myths. What myths and, 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 and folklore and all these things were created to do was to put you in limitation. To look inside, outside and never inside. The concept and notion of God himself makes you less than him. By myth. Which then means you will constantly outsource and never live a free life. Because who knows <laughs> what God's will is. So the reason why things must be debunked is to cause an atmosphere of freedom. And what an atmosphere of freedom causes is research so that man begins to realize what he is. The only way spirituality in Africa works is by limiting people's ability to ask questions. Live in fear. Imagine when we were growing up, we were told if until we began to question these things. And it took me time to question this. Too. So let me lay foundations tonight by debunking. Then we bring that to, to, to every other day life. In case many people that are watching are not religious. We heard things growing up like if you don't tithe, things will be tight. Please, your parents that tithe, was, were things not tight for them still? At what point in life do you question that? Then their major geo comes out and says, God told them, if people don't tithe, they won't make heaven. Simply, guys, he's lying. You understand? Then someone looks and says, he can't be lying. He's actually blatantly lying. And the last time I checked, all liars will go to hell. That's what their Bible says too. He's lying. He's a lie. Like, like real lie. This is just a guy who is so greedy. It's a, as in, even if we want to go by this word, which he claims is all the, there's no single scripture like that. So this guy gets to a place and realizes, I've got the control of these people's mind. I'm just going to add this to it and keep a blank face. Because you just added to it. It's not even there. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to be a Christian to make heaven. Just believe in Christ. That is the Son of God. That's all. So how it goes from one thing to 25,000 things. So as you go from denomination to denomination, they just had their stuff. Depending on what works for the day. But you see, we had no problems with all those things. If it was geared toward nation building. 
The problem with hard words, it's to, so, totally dissociated from, from nation building. It is not for general good. It is for private good. And I think that's the height of greed. And that's why I needed to bring you to that place. But, but the truth is, that's what our parents and forefathers, so to speak, to a limited generation, that's what they really are. So you are 90% close to it. That's the whole point. We are never nation builders. And if there is an example that is bigger than this tonight that I can use, I would have, but I can't find any example bigger. If a part of your body shuts down, no matter how beautiful your face is, it will become useless. Because a part is not just working. So I think new generation Africa is just to teach them body structure first. It's just to say, you do know that if your hand is not working, it affects everything. Whereas what we were thought is, just let your hand work. Just the body. If somebody can just forget Africans telling us about um, this guy is a, a, a banker from Harvard and he's going to lead the central, but we just need someone to be talking to us about body. Why everything everywhere must function according to their pre-planned purpose. So the hand must not be the highs. So I said all this to say that I saw the success of the TIC event this week and for it, for it to be that successful, it just has to be a pastor book leading her own thing away without pity saying, let's go and support TIC. She needs the kind of support she needs, but she needs to attract the kind of people she needs to attract to do what she does. Thank you. Somebody thinks because they trade crypto or they, um, they bab, then they don't need tick. It doesn't occur to them. They don't care what happens. Again, you see, that is exactly how Africa became what it is. Africa finds one mineral resource and shuts others down. Every other thing just don't matter anymore. They don't care about agriculture anymore. They don't care about anything. <laughs> but they trade oil. And say, but every other part is shutting down. No investment in human capital. Nothing. They just find one thing. The way the church, therefore, in Africa also works is you find one rich man, every other person, you just say, no, no, I don't have time. Go away. So, Mr. Susso, come in, sir. And that's how people develop the evil notion in church that they can actually have their way because they have money because only one or two are rich. Whereas in the world, in, in, in nation building, they actually oversee the, the prosperity of many because it works better. You know, I was explaining to someone this week. Let me tell you, yes. If seven of you are making good money, it's better for you. If, if you are greedy, it's even better. So that your own money, you can spend it and give it the way you want. But you'll be levied if it's only you. 
So you want to keep money, you want to keep a future. If you really want to do that for sure, let many other people make money. So they give as the as response to the word and you give as you want. So let them make money to protect you. Do you understand that? So that whatever you think is right to do, you can do it. But if not, we're still coming to you. So give the peace offering. Let them be rich so that you can keep yours. And then you'll say, I don't want to be doing all this weekly, monthly giving. There's a way. Let them make money. Then you give per year. Or per, per every five years. Some people just want to give a million per year at once. They just don't want to be on this monthly hustle. To do that, they have to have. Just laying foundation for just some words tonight. And so that was TIC event. Um, then, of course, the W yesterday. And I see how constantly. And so, so, so the things that I've brought from, I've brought our attention to from a father's lineage is hardly applicable here. But we must, meaning the fault there is hardly applicable here because I see how this community supports itself. How you work together. How you have human capital to not just run events, but that when people meet you with great joy, they feel attached to you. That's the contribution of all of you. That's the community. So you then wonder, so why are you always emphasizing on what has happened and what our community is so that we can be reminded? Because something that you operate every day, there is every likely possibility that you begin to take it for granted. Then you think there's something better somewhere. There will be faults in the community. Some we will talk about, some we don't have to. Some faults take it by the chin and move on. Do you understand that? Some to be addressed, some there's no need. It's called community. Imagine each time the leg is pained, the nose just says, so what's going on your body? Hmm, what, what are you doing wrongly? Meaning talking to the leg. Sometimes let the leg heal. If you're a part of a body, if you're part of a body, it's not them and me. It's the prosperity of us. And so, when we're correcting nations like Nigeria, this is a country where you know, in Africa, pastors can never boldly ride a good car. Except for few. They can never. You know why? Because they just take the money from the people. These guys don't walk. They read Bible and pray. So, the reason why they hide their clothes and cars is not because they are humble. It's because they are petty thieves. They are mind game thieves. They are worse than internet frosters. Because you see, internet frosters, they are life people. These ones do it in the name of God. The unreachable. But doesn't steer towards 
nation building. It doesn't lead to nation building. So naturally, we've accepted that we are selfish people. Hence why we needed Christ to teach us sacrifice and what it does in the body. Um, this might lead me into the word for tonight. We're still talking about light, but I will major tonight, hopefully, on knowledge. That's what I want to major on. My people perish. Let's start with that, actually. Let me just lay this, that scripture, I know we didn't discuss that scripture, but I feel like I should repeat it. And the reason why we didn't discuss it, as Faith, is everybody just seems to know this scripture. So you feel it's a clean-shaped scripture. But let's be safe, so let's read it. The first thing you want to tell Africa is, first, prayer cannot solve your crisis. Not just Africa, but Africans. I say, how dare you say that? I say, are you perishing? They say, yes, we are perishing. Why? The scripture says why people perish. And we're going to then define perishing. So that as we speak to a continent or a people from that continent, we can also break this down into our everyday life. We grew up being thought the power of prayer. I never heard the power of knowledge. And some of you are not churched people, but I am Pastor Marcus. Yes. And some of you are Sam, you are. Shadia, you are. At least I know some people I can pick. you are we go to church and we hear things like the power of prayer and never heard the power of knowledge now look at this the people who learned and were spoken to about the power of prayer now start running to countries that taught the power of knowledge for salvation who therefore is Africa Messiah Europeans. Who is the savior of the African? They say is a Jesus. No, he's <laughs> the West. Because when you were dying of malaria, it was the West that came up with medicine to help your children not to die off. When polio was killing you. It took Bill Gates money and research to help them. When drought and hunger comes for you, who helps you? Your former slave masters. So please, who is Africa's Messiah? The West. Why? Because they sought knowledge. Who will be the savior of this crop of Africans who are sold out to entertainment and frivolities? Those who are trained in the home of knowledge. You, the so-called diasporans. Those who have been taken away from the foolishness 
the African definition of wealth is foolishness. It does not help most times in nation building. So who will be their Messiah? You that have been trained in the house of knowledge. You who have been taken from the jaws of ignorance. You who have been delivered from the jaw of ignorance called prayerful life. The, the, the accumulation of ignorance that leads to confusion that makes a person outsource everything to a deity ignoring the power that is inside them the ability of man even though they've read it through history that men saved men men built the world we live in they advanced it please can I ask you a question the life in Eden would you like to leave it? Please don't say yes. Because the answer is no. There was no electricity. There was no television. There's no microwave. You will be eating fruit. There's no steak. They said there's no pomono shaki, nothing. But it wouldn't have remained like that because man would have advanced, would have kept growing without the side effect of growth, really. Would you like to live it? Would you like to live in a world where men did not discover the things that we now have? The men who discovered and made possible electricity so that we can see. Imagine Nigeria has prayerful villages. They said that ah, they are praying. There's, there's no electricity there. So, but guess who fits them? The Equa Church. Those old churches. They are the ones who clothe these people. They have Western foundation. So Equa can, can clothe. Whereas another Jew will be performing miracle in Lagos. The echo churches, why are they like that? Because what built them was Western ideology, not because it's the Bible. It's the ideology. So if we're here day and night building family, you're not just philanthropists, you're not just charity people, you have the mindset of wealth, the mindset of unity, the mindset of nation building, plus the spirit of philanthropy, the spirit of it, not the doing of it. The spirit of philanthropy is not I've made money, I'll give it away. The spirit of philanthropy is you're already given away before you can make the money. Your heart and soul is into building and giving. The spirit of philanthropy is not given because you have. It's given because you have to. Because that's how the whole body functions. That's the spirit of philanthropy which is opposite to the act of philanthropy. Those who have real legacy are the ones with the spirit of philanthropy. They give what they don't have. You know why? Each individual and their culture defines having. Do you understand that? Uh -huh. You can have a million and say, I don't have yet, but when I have, because you want 50. So to the having of having, you'll never end. A philanthropy, a giver says, it is not having. It is having to do. 
because I know that if humanity functions all the way in Australia, the ecosystem helps me here. That's the spirit God put in Adam from the beginning. Let's read this now. Back to what we're saying. So we were taught the power of prayer, never the power of knowledge. So imagine a country like Nigeria. They say the problem is not unemployment. Is that it is unemployability. These people have gone to waste their life in church praying instead of acquiring skills. So no matter what you, no matter what you want to build in that country, no matter what you want to do in that country, and please, as I'm saying this, I want you to relay this back to the nation, our own immediate constituency. I'm just using this big failure as example. Either you imagine a country where if you want to secure your own neighbor, you, the people you grew up together with, you are a military, yes? Let's say, you, 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 but you grew up with another dummy on your street. If you want to secure him, you will go to India to train how to protect your own neighbor. <laughs> like everything there has to be outsourced. Then you wonder why? Because they wasted their whole life praying in a church and acquiring no skill. And they want us to teach that to our kids again. So we go to Indians. Of course, there's no problem going to another place to learn, but the issue is, what do they come to us to learn? Because it should be exchange. What would you go to Africa to learn, guys? Security? Um, guys, the other day, Nigeria paid to get some military intelligence training. Guess what country is training them? Ukraine. Like by the other day, that's not 50 years ago, that's like last month. <laughs> they are at war, as in a country that is really at war. One would have said, Well, because they're at war, they know what they are doing. No, they don't, huh? Yes, but but are they not so busy that they, how are they able to train you? So sometimes I ask God, did you just gather imbeciles and just put them in one location? Why? But relate this because you, this is what we call unseriousness. The number one job in Nigeria now, number one job is politics. That's the <laughs> so, and politics in Nigeria means murder, thuggery, lying, as it is in most part of the world. But, so you'll say, oh, that happens in every part of the world. Murder, lying, maiming, thuggery. But the, what qualifies Nigerians on, on the other level is with, with audacity and blatantness. Oh, yeah. Then, no, I, I was going to give you lucrative jobs. You know how they say in nations, if you're a surgeon, do creative jobs. Number one in Nigeria is politics. Yeah. Number two, religion. As pastor. <laughs> then after that comes others that I will not mention. 
Of course, on the other side, there are other things there too, which I want to mention. But what I'm saying with this is, we have a nation of unserious people who use time to reach out to the unreachable God and spend less time to acquire skill. So we will constantly be in charge or in need, pardon me, of expatriates. They will come and demand to be paid by their own country's money. So we want dollars because, but why are they better than you? Same size of brain. Two highs. I'm coming somewhere with this. The same body structure. If they ever say someone is richer than you, someone is more, is preferred than you in a field, remember this. The only difference is what they know that you don't know. It is never that they had four eyes, ten ears. It's just what they know. And why do they know what you don't know? What they decide to pay attention to. This is my fact-based argument on why religion is more hurtful to us. A normal African knows the Bible. But please, let us ask the question, how does that benefit anybody in 20 Garden 23? In what way does that improve the life of your neighbor? It is better to know carpentry than knowing what Isaiah said. So you see, they are carpenters, their work is wobbly and bad. They are not experts at anything, but that carpenter can argue with a pastor to be online about how it is Jesus, not Yeshua. Something that is completely irrelevant to your well-being and welfare on earth. When we were young, and I, I, I thank my dad for being a pastor and for taking us to church and kudos for that. But sir, it would have been better that when we were doing memory verses, we did coding verses. That when we were doing memory verses, we understand business verses. We would have been better off than knowing what later computer is the one that gives you memory verse. Why do you need to know this goddamn thing in your little brain? Why? This guy don't even know how to paint and do things correctly to a point of excellence, but you've told him to memorize John chapter 3. To, to achieve what? I, I'm asking today. If you know John chapter 3, verse 4, 5, all the way to chapter 17, how exactly does that feed your daughter? Exactly how? How? And I want you to remember that the first Adam had no Bible. He had a knowledge meeting on a daily basis in a practical environment. He doesn't need one verse. Hey, let me tell you, I've taught this before. I take it back. Pray to God with Bible verses. It's a lie. It's not even in scriptures. We were just saying what we were being told. But we grew to say, wait a minute, why? Why exactly? Exactly why? 
Don't say, I challenge that. I said, no worries. Take a memory verse right now. Or a Bible verse. And pray that Nigeria should be as rich as Qatar by this time next year. Do it. Unless prove that indeed there is you know how this is there's god in israel i said yeah i'm sure it must be in israel somewhere because what we're going through here it must be hiding it's not here it must be in israel imagine you finish a meeting in your own test god will know that there's god in israel israel <laughs> israel israel developed technology they fought they created things if that's what you mean by this God, the, the knowledge is God. Let's see the reason for perishing. Hosea 4 from verse 6. Please. My people are perishing for want of knowledge. Because you have... So I submit to you tonight because... For Africa, we must be able to predict the next four years and eight years in order for us to know what our job is, our role is. And that's what also Africans everywhere in the world, I therefore predict tonight that it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse because it is not just one leadership that fixes a nation. Perishing destruction is as a result of lack of knowledge. So if we don't have leaders that can educate us and inspire us to seek certain knowledge, it doesn't matter what they know for themselves. It will only help a little segment of that community so I can see clearly into the next eight years of Africa. My people are perishing for want. Forget this, for lack. I want lack, want, no, lack is better. Please tell me. My people are perishing. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And then he says, because you've rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest. Because you ignore the law of your God. I also will ignore your That children. is the next generation. So you can predict generations by, by deciphering these scriptures. What will fix our nation, what will fix our community is a soldier of people of knowledge. People that are not also afraid to share those knowledge. They don't care how long it takes. So don't join the fools just because it looks like it's trending. Because the end of it is destruction. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you've rejected knowledge. I also reject you. So when we should be seeking knowledge, we were seeking God. We grew up. I, I pride myself in the fact that I could read many Bible verses. And after that church service is convention, my parents would take pride in it because I won the Bible verse competition. I regret it because, yeah, I'm telling you now. Because, on, let me tell you, in case that's not clear, I regret it. I don't regret knowing Bible verses. You saying it, you are lost in life. You know why? Whilst we're doing that, Chinese kids were reciting solutions to human suffering. How can you not as Africans hear what I'm saying? If not that the God of this world has blinded your eyes and heart. As in, as in, there's church here in a location and you see abject poverty everywhere. And nobody from that church comes up with local economic solution. Local. Just saying, we'll make this place rich. But everybody knows Bible verse. 
Why? Why? Those who take nations are simply those who bring solutions. It's simple. Forget nation taken without solution because why should people follow you? They are not following your religion or your integrity. They are following solutions. Whoever has solution will rule the world. So at the point of solution, it did not matter to Pharaoh. Whatever the accusation against Joseph was, either it is true or false, Joseph did not care I mean, Pharaoh did not care. He just says, who can interpret this dream? A skilled guy came. How do I know his skill? It was not just God's presence with, with, with Joseph. His skill. This guy was not the prayer warrior leader in the house of Potiphar. It was the head of the affairs of that house. Meaning everything that was put in his charge. He had the quality. He had the skill to increase the things in the house of Potiphar. So much so that his master Potiphar put everything in his hands because he's a guy who carried solution. It was not because he was religious or because he told them I'm a Jewish guy. Already they are saying, either you're Jewish or not, we already, you are my slave. You're already a slave. So whatever religion you're here to sell, to, to sell, it didn't work for you. We captured you. We are more powerful than your religion. They captured them. So there's no way to sell their religion to them. That Just like there's no way for us to sell our religion to our bosses at Aeon or at HSBC or because they are saying, <laughs> you're my staff. But you want them to follow your beliefs? Bring them solution, not verses. Solution, not cramped Bible verses. Solution, not how powerful your prayer life is. That is what got Africa into, into where they are right now. They have no solution to any human crisis. No solution to human suffering, but a lot of spirituality. That should really piss you off. Solution. And solution don't have to be to a king. It don't have to be to a president to start with. Remember that Joseph who had solution for his father in his father's house when he would go and pastor the sheep of his father. He had solution from his father's house. In that little family, he was just a guy who knew what to do. So much so that his father decided to reward him with cloth of many colors. And from there, he went into slavery, yes. And in the house of Potiphar, he had solution. And from there, he was in prison, yes. And in prison, he had solution for the people that matter. So what you should seek for is not to pray more, is to solve more problems. Not to, when you meet people who are looking at God, I told you this before, to solve their problem, just be the God there, simple. That's how we should train our kids. That's why we say, don't take them to church every week, you know. Church builds weaklings. Weaklings. People who will never be involved in critical thinking. You see what the schools are teaching kids now. So, now they are teaching them critical thinking. As, in, as, a, as a course now. 
critical thinking. If he came back saying she went for the exam of his school. So I'm, I was curious. What's the question? It's about something they need to take back to Australia, but should they keep it in UK or Australia? And then she would have to profile what she thinks. Kids that think. We were not kids that think. So when I say I regret it, what is there to think about crowning John chapter 3? You don't get to think. You don't get to think. Critical thinking, critical thinking, Africa, please listen if you're listening. Critical thinking is why disease didn't kill you. When COVID came, some of you went to a spirit. People who critically thought instead of wasting their time in an auditorium shouting to a deity, people who were thinking are the ones who saved your garden life. If the world was left to you, you'll be dead. If it were left to you, you would not be here. When, when, when our own, you want to read something like that? Definition you know? of perish, sir. Okay, go for it. You want to rush me through this thing, but so, mm, we hear you, but I want to go. Definition. Oh, yeah. Definition of perish. Two definitions, Daniela. sir. Two definitions, sir. Use the microphone well, ma. Two definitions of perish, sir. Thank you, ma. To be in a state of decay. To wither and waste away. Thank you. Read it again. I love it. To be in a state of decay. You understand decay? It's like something that has existed for so long. Uh -huh. And now, um, um, moth and all stuff is coming out of it because it's not used. So, Let's stop saying, uh, you, you hear things like Africa is the future. Yet the future has been there for life. So it's decaying. It's not like it's the future. We've been hearing that for 50 years, 100 years. This is the future. Wow, if you know what. It's been there. It's like a bread, a slice of bread. Imagine a slice of bread in your house now. Not used, not useful for the nation. Imagine the moth and those green things. To be in the state of decay. To wither and waste away. It's wasting away when they keep saying, you see, when we were young, yes, you know one of the things we were in school, they said, you have the future leaders. In school, future leaders. Now I'm 42. The president or president pastor to be or to come is like 89 or 98, whatever. Yet I am the future leader. They told us to behave well. Because you are the leaders of tomorrow. In Africa, tomorrow never comes. And see, a 42-year-old man say, ah, you're young. Your future is bright. He said, exactly how? Youth, yeah. And I say to them, in order for you to guarantee me that my future is going to be bright, say, yeah, what should I do? You see that mortuary there? You walk in and just dig a hole and go then we will be fine stop assuring us in the future you are the great leaders of the future they say but we're decaying but you see decaying is not the it's not because of lack of money or resources it's the refusal to acquire knowledge that's the cause of it so take that away from Africa bring it to your personal lives Bring it to elite. Bring it to, to connect. Bring it to, to, to banking. 
sit your people down and say, why do we not have a million? And pursue the knowledge to have a million. In the pursuit of knowledge, you'll find many reasons. Either there's no enough unity, either someone is tainted. You, it's knowledge. You as Pastor Nicky, you as Pastor Shadi, will become a more skilled leader because you focus on what is important. The acquisition of knowledge, the putting of price on knowledge, and you're already putting price on it. That's why you're sitting down every Monday night, every Thursday, every Sunday, listening for hours and hours. Go and preach in the Miracle Church in Africa. They're looking at you saying, why are you preaching? They just want to roll in the mud. But only pigs do these things. Don't come clean to church, start rolling in the mud. If you roll here, at least, there's no dust. In Africa, why? You think this rolling will save you from poverty? When you refuse to acquire knowledge, and you see why God hates the proud. You see, the proud blocks knowledge because they already know. A teachable spirit, a contrite heart. You see why we hated that scripture when we were growing up? It's only used to correct when people feel you have sinned. A teachable spirit is why China will take money, send their students abroad, train them and tell them to come back home. Because they know there is something in the hands of some nations that we need. And another country will send people there. I ask you, what do they send people to Africa to learn? Afrobeat? To decay. To wither and to wither. waste away. So when a person, this is, this is what I'm trying to say with that scripture. When you stay too long, useless, you decay. Useless means not fulfilling purpose or fulfilling under purpose. Now the question you've got to ask yourself tonight is if you are not bold enough to hold the, 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 the bull by the horn, the bull called life, hold it and fight it, ask yourself what's limiting you? If you dig deep to find what's limiting you, you'll find culture, religion, home training and some other things now you acquire knowledge to overcome those things, then you'll be free to be God. You'll have no more fears. Childhood instills so much fear in us. So much. Let me tell you, uh, uh, Pastor Dami posted something today. I've been trying to use all manner of things to describe how the mind works. It's the most powerful thing. But it's difficult to communicate this thing. But you posted something, or maybe you are one of the brothers, about a guy that is now healed who was crippled at the leg. But now they done some technology... Oh, sorry. Some, some technology stuff. I don't know why your mind is this dirty. It's not what you think. It's tough. They've done some technology stuff now that made the guy walk. Yeah? But what they've done is he doesn't need the leg. 
it, uh, yeah, his spine is broken, so it doesn't need the spine. What it needs is the mind. The mind then controls the leg without the spine. Please, I ask you, <laughs> if this was left to Africans, would we ever know this? Uh, exactly, it is. It says stand up, then the guys start going. <laughs> you're, not, you're not well. Listen, but we know God moves and heals these people. Please, I ask you, since you've been born, let's say you see me. Can we gather all the crippled that have ever been healed? Can we compare the number of people that have been healed in crusade with the number of people that recovered in hospitals? And the people that have been healed, do you know where they are now? What are they doing? They said, well, when that happened, it brought glory to God. God just wants his glory. Let me tell you, this guy that can now walk his mind and his leg brings glory to man, God, in man. Solution people are the ones that really bring glory to God. Imagine we're now discovering that you may not even need the spine. What you needed is a functional mind programmed in a certain way to walk. So if you don't have a million, it's a mind. So let's bring the spine to, well, it's just that I've not started a business and I'm not white or black. No, can we use the mind straight to the leg? Can we ignore the spine? If the spine is what year you were born, if the spine is the color of your skin, if the spine is the gender, if the spine is your wins or losses, can we ignore the spine tonight? Can we use knowledge straight to the leg? Can we use knowledge to control the bones? Can we have new minds that think differently because they see and they reason with leadership. They can critical think. Say to someone, you do know you're destroying your kid's life. You're taking them to church every minute. The same thing that ruined and limited you, you're doing it. In a non-critical environment where people are not encouraged to think critically. When people are not encouraged to bring solution, when you use Joseph as a Jewish myth instead of an inspirational story that this guy as a slave in the house of Potiphar brought economic solution and increase to the house of Potiphar. That this man from prison interpreted dreams. He had the knowledge and understanding of real permutations. Not the nonsense we have in Africa now that this guy brought solution to world food crisis created a system in Egypt that preserves food for seven years because a preserved man will preserve a generation do you understand the word decay now lack of knowledge if Joseph is pre preserved through many situations he can preserve food he is not useless to generation, so those food will not decay. You will get that when you listen to this SoundCloud in years to come. I can't wait. Second definition, my friend. To pass from existence, to disappear gradually. <laughs> Please read it again. 
to pass from existence to disappear gradually. The church is disappearing gradually. Passing from existence means relevance. Please, what's the relevance of the church in Nigeria? How? And people say, well, if not for the church, this country would have scattered. Meaning, you, every Sunday, just say, don't worry, there'll be hope next week. But they are disappearing. They are dying every week. It's just you don't know because the more people you cage, the less people you will know have passed away. To disappear from existence... So my issue is not about the church. It is to draw light from that darkness. To bring attention to ourselves and to make ourselves think if elite is not going to disappear from existence in a year or two or three or four, why would that be? Because they intentionally, seriously sought knowledge. They are sought to knowledge. They pay what it takes for knowledge. I want you to remember how much we pay to go to uni in order to graduate and have no job. But we paid a lot and they made it look like, because it's a social construct. University is just a social construct which we all fell for and we will loan to go there. But to actually sit with someone that knows what you can gain from university times 10, I said, that's, you're giving money to your pastor. In uni, you don't follow your lecturer around. In fact, what he teaches, he can't do. <laughs> of course, I understand there are some specialized courses. But the world advances. Our houses are supposed to be research center. If you call a place banking, you see, when, we, when you wake them up in the middle of the night... Everything around banking, they must know. Otherwise, they are outsourcing. They are just open one day. Jesus, um, you know, the Jesus of Africa will come and bless them. Then they will own the banking world. As in, HSBC will just collapse and they will take over. Anything you cannot build, you can't take over. Let me say that. Anything you can't build, you can't take over. I'll, I'll break that down. You can take over HSBC because it's a structured place. But maybe you're not going to build to be as big as HSBC. But you can take HSBC over because at least you started building something. So you understand how to hold it. Because you've experienced it. The only difference between you and them is the time. So you can take it over because you can build it. The only thing you don't have is 100 years. But you have the experience of the pain and the struggle and the failure that it takes to build. So the spirit of grace reminds us tonight, wisdom reminds us, anything you can't build, you can't take over. So it is not the names that you're building now that we intend will take us to nations. What you are building now is just to prove that you can at least build. That you know the nitty gritty of grinding. You know the nitty gritty of turning one to two. 2 to 3, 3 to 30 that you understand it that you, you, you take it and you can sink with building that's why you're building now so our hope is not in the company that you registered and was shut down it's the building ability the skill to build
parents. We're left to our parents. You'll perish. Do you have any one of you grew up in knowledge meeting? Like your dad just says, let's meet for knowledge today. But did they wake you up for six o'clock prayer morning? Did they wake you up for 8 a.m. prayer? Let me remind you of why they did that. And if our parents want to be sincere, those of you who grew up in settings like that, if they want to be sincere, they would agree with me tonight that one of the major reasons why they did that is fear. They are afraid of the unknown. There's no knowledge meeting in an African home. To gather to know, as in your dad discovers you at the age of 10 and knows your direction in life and begins to pump knowledge into you. These men don't do that. It is when you grow and you look a bit promising, you, they become your father. These are not fathers. These are drunkards. Loose men. I don't want to say the next thing. They lack what makes a man a man. These are not men. These are not men. A person's father is the one who showed you knowledge. Not the one who donated the sperm that made you. If you're lucky to have both in one body, that's great. As you grow, you will gravitate toward what made you. Knowledge is the only way you can snatch yourself back. Because you don't need to, you don't need a soothsayer for where you would end. Just look at, for, look at the blood from where you came. That's where you're going. They are bitter truth. And I think grace teaches me that it's either of two things. Someone will learn these and believe it. Those who don't, you'll be able to use them as pointer and say, it was, in the, it was actually in the studio or it was listening in their own studio when I was saying this 10 years, 20 years ago. I did not hear. Then it will be a lesson and a signal to the next generation. Wherever you fall, you fall. It is what it is. Next line. The more priests there were, the more they sinned against me. They exchanged their glorious God for something disgraceful. They feed on the sins of my people and relish. Next, ne next line. Let, let's see what Yehoshua says here. You know, and I want to start closing on this note, really. Um, one day, Christ was with his disciple, and he asked these questions. This question is my main point for tonight. I've given you practical things to do, to seek knowledge, to pay for knowledge, to pay attention to knowledge, to... Right, yes. This is a house of billionaires and over the years you're establishing the fact that you mean it. You're serious. 
And to mean that we're serious, it means that the youngest of us will pay attention to knowledge. That also means that your leader, your house leader, is evolving in knowledge. Please, for once, take your eyes off they are good or bad. Let's see if they are evolving in knowledge. Are they growing? There are things that I've believed, just to be clear, in case your heart is asking you questions, there are things me as PT has taught you that I'm taking back now, yes? Um, in case you're wondering, oh, but should they be taking it back? It's like when the monkeys were evolving. It's like the kid then say, why is our father evolving like this? Me, I'll remain like this shape. Or how? We all evolve together. We all evolve. You don't look at your father and say, well, ah, how is he stretching up now? Hmm. But yesterday you said we should be walking like this. Then I look at this and I say, you keep walking like that then. For every stage of evolution, your crowd is waiting. Uh -huh. So if the last generation thinks, oh, I'm not on that. Yeah, yeah, don't be on it. Keep crawling around the floor. There is, your crowd is waiting. <laughs> They are there. They want to hear you. They want to hear this new pity and this new ideology. They've been waiting. As a matter of fact, they didn't even come to that old nature because that won't work for them. There are many and they are waiting for this evolution. Simple. At the time that we taught prayer and all that, it was needed. But God forbid that we are still in that thing. God forbid that we're still waiting in that space hoping that something will come and make our mind and, and, and leg walk and, and as people of color you know because we've, we've been so deprived of success don't get carried away by it and this is what we keep telling ourselves little success for a black person little success for a young person you're carried away and I ask what money are you making because your mom and dad didn't make this kind of money then makes it a big money because that's why you then stop you don't need to stop working you stop mentally first because you are now above certain penetration of knowledge so you will not seek higher knowledge because you know what you're doing you know what made you to start making 50k a month 50 because mom only made 5 or 2.5 so mentally now so you see the barrier of you not succeeding the mental barrier is knowledge will no longer penetrate you because you grew under a circumstance that don't even know the kind of figure that you're now making so if higher level of knowledge is coming trying to streamline you towards bigger things you will not see it because after all you've done a lot better So you will not reason with certain level of understanding, with certain level of knowledge, because you compare yourself with everything around you and you're better. But you end up bitter. Because you see people gapping you. You're going to start telling stories of we're here before you. Nobody cares who is where before whoever. We don't care. They say, I've been with Pastor Toby for 10 years. I don't know you though. I only knew you two months ago doesn't matter our ability to evolve together is why we know each other you want to read something definitions of knowledge sir <laughs> thank you two definitions two 
the circumstance or condition of apprehending truth or fact through reasoning. Read it again. This is important, friends, because what I'm trying to say with this is if you get carried away by success, which is defined by your religion or culture, we'll never get to the place of real solution builders. Look at your parents' expectation of you. What is success to them? It's, it's very small. It doesn't mean much. Then, if you're now aspiring, you go to the definition of a footballer and a musician. That's all for us. Watch, ring, chain, LV. That's it. What else? Marriage, kids. What else are a person of color? Whereas you look at another community and it's like, this guy just wants to take the whole, redefine the way the whole world functions. When you get into a line, when you get into, when you're ordained as a, an industrial head or whatever, you're actually meant to go there and redefine how things are done. Remember why? You know why? Because your leader, your father, PT, what we did was to redefine things, not to make things look better. We actually took a line called church, called leadership, and redefined it to a place where we can see, show me any church or, 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 or movement in the world that can boast of serious number of leaders like this. Leaders who not beggars congregation coming for miracle. Once you're in the church doing I receive it. You're already, you're not a leader. You're gone. So not the gathering of flies. Because where there are carcasses, flies will be there. Where men can stand, women can stand. You can see an array of leadership. Churches don't do that. When we got there, we changed everything. We changed the whole system of the way things are done. So either it is beauty world or PR world or whatever or, or finances to redefine the, the way things are done there is what we define as success here. Not that you made five billion yesterday. It doesn't mean anything. There are people with money under their pillows and they are nobodies. To redefine a thing. To remodel a thing. Because that's how the world keeps going on. Because a, a, a person sits in their mom's garage and redefines money. Another person just wants to take a crumb of that. We're saying, fine, take the crumb because that makes us survive. Take the crumb for now. We are not about cars and mansions. We are about redefining the way things are done. We, we redefine the way the world is from the smallest of us to the biggest of us and why should we not even aspire for that why not now we found how how critical thinking a serious house seeks knowledge and that knowledge is not just about banking or peer or or what do you do again? Or consulting. That knowledge is about everything. Because you'll be surprised that your ability to build relationship perfectly with Pastor Nikki is what you need to have an outstanding consultancy firm. Whereas if you make money in consultancy, you feel you don't need her. You don't talk to her because mm, what do you need her for? But we're saying this is why you're not going to break the glass ceiling of success into redefining consultancy itself. And you never set out 
Say, now I know how to redefine consultancy. It's just every day you're seeking knowledge. Every day you're seeking knowledge from relationship building to patience to all this side of life to when to be quiet, to when to talk. You are being trained in those houses that you live in and these things may not look like may not look like they are helping your consultancy but they are building you they are actually helping just have needed potiphar's house in order for him to be in pharaoh's palace Now Potiphar's house, Joseph is not going to Pharaoh's palace. Remember Potiphar's house. He built so much relationship with all the slaves there that he became their leader. He understood the act of interaction which many of us would just be, we don't need. Oh, I told some of my sons this week, I know you. And you see, the greatest blessing you can have in life is to have someone that actually knows you. So that your blind spot can say, look, you are weak on this area. You need this. Like I know you as an individual. I don't know you as a church. In church, everybody shout hallelujah. Bro. I get you. And I'm, I'm happy that you're strong. But I can see the blind spot. If you ever find someone that is sincerely saying that to you, I think it's a blessing because you just fix areas and we're going to have to shatter this glass ceiling redefining things it doesn't start from banking it's not the big things it's just things so don't say well I don't even know if I'm extra talented we thought crowning things uh, crowning you, you put it in your head crowning you put it in your head so that you can recite we thought it was great it's, you don't need to it's like there are things someone tell me that and I forget now and you don't know your phone number Hoffet so why? to give who? why? as in I make it a point not to know it why? so that I don't get to tell you you don't need your phone number of head. If you know it, you're blessed with that ability. If you don't, as in sometimes I look at the phone number, I say, then I quickly want to write, I say, hmm, oh, to say, wow. Then you go back. So don't, don't feel dumb because you can't cram. That's why the phone is dead. You just press a button and it will show. You know the funny story when we were, so, we, and we've been against this too before. Say, oh, you know when you're studying the Bible, huh, there are people who just use Google. You know what we used to use in those days? You have like five amplified. So you'll be researching, tracing. So people like my predecessors, mm, we are not the new generation. You're, you're, you, you see, these things are mental illness. You are actually going to be able to Google it and find it, but you will choose to <coughs> go through manual book, yet you drive an automatic car. I don't understand. Why don't you go and get yourself gear car and say, we are not old school, I mean, we are old school drivers. The balance of religions, you will not ask questions. You will not gauge things. You're going to come to conclusions. King James, King James is the Bible. So why? You know why? Because in it there is ye, ye. 
goest cometh. So it sounds more ancient, and since God is Asian, yet you don't use this in your everyday language. It's knowledge. Now, this is vital to knowledge. Look at this scripture. You'll wonder what this has to do with knowledge. But it's vital as I start to close. Thank you. Matthew 16 from verse 13. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. I don't think it was Jesus that came there. I think it's Yahushua. Because Jesus just came 400 years ago. But anyway, let's go. And the one with know Yeshua is 2,000 years ago. He died on the cross. 400 years ago is when Jesus showed up with a sign. Talk to me. When Yeshua came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. All I'm saying is that Yeshua is 2,000 years old. Jesus is 400 years old. So I don't think Jesus was in this scripture. When the one you can read with Jesus would be Africa when he came to um, Ogun State in, in, in Nigeria. Thank you. You when, get my point. Go on. When Yeshua came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, Others say Elijah. You would wonder why it was important, pertinent, that he asked for the view of the people. Who they say is. He sizes up his, his disciples and said, the general people, who do they say I am? And they answered it. John so, the Baptist. Elijah. Jeremiah or one of the prophets but what about you he asked who do you say I am mm -hmm. Simon Peter answered you are the Messiah the son of the living God because blessed are you no because how you see a person is relative to how much of a Messiah they can be to you In fact, the more the, the Messiah they can be to you is based on how you see them. They present to him all limited men, Jeremiah and all these guys. Then Peter got the revelation that is most important. He said, You are Adam. Because if you don't know Adam, you don't know God. And that means you don't know you. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Why are you the Messiah? Because you are the son of the living God. That is not a worship statement. That is a knowledge statement. If you were in the church that failed us, now they would say, hallelujah. In, hallelujah after the scripture means nothing. Unless you understand that it says the, you are the first man. The first man. The prototype of what all men should be. So that makes you have power to save man. Because you will now make me, Peter, discover who I am. 
Because if you are not him, if you are not the first Adam, you can't tell me about me. And to be your Messiah is to just tell you, this is who we really are. Not you versus me. Not me over you. Who we are. So the word Messiah, the, the Savior. Why is he the Savior? Because he knows man. So every time he spoke to them, Peter, he did miracles in front of them to show them they can do it. Not to make, him, make them worship him. Did you hear what I just said? It shows them their possibility. He that believes in me, the works I do. Because this is the first man. So to, to save you, Dami. To save you, Obi. The first Adam must be made manifest to you. And the first Adam has to ask you, who do you say I am? Because you can like me for being pity the way I dress, the way I talk. That's Jeremiah, that's all these guys. You can say, I just, that your pastor just like the way LV had to tell me, wow, that guy, man. But, but he doesn't see me as Messiah, son of the living God. Because to accept someone as the son of the living God looks like a deity. So he asked his own disciples, the ones that mattered to him, he first asked them the old word, who do they see me as? And he said, um, Jeremiah, he said, but you now, that matters. You that are listening to me tonight, you're the ones that matter. Not the old word, because if you get it right, you employ the world. If you get it right, you feed them. And when you feed and employ people, you don't need their likes. You don't need them to approve of you. Everyone who needs their like are people that they made. They didn't make Adam. One hand made Adam. One like. One thumb. One, one thumbs up was what rose Adam. Raised Adam from the place of death to life. Are you listening to me? Just one stamp. One. One person. God the Father stamping upon Adam is how he became a living being, became a living soul. So what is the revelation of the revival of the end time? The manifestation of Adam. The reason why you have sons and daughters. And in the case of Adam, the reason why he's the son of God is the manifestation, different manifestations of God, but one heart. One art means that the art cannot be divided. It cannot be against mission. It cannot even have one added mission. It has to be the manifestation of God in different gender and in different characteristics. That's why we have different family heads. That's why we have different industrial heads. That's why we have different houses. The manifestation of the first Adam. So those of you who took the realistic to do these things because you saw pity do it, we ask the question tonight, do you believe these can be the Messiah? That's not making pity the Messiah. It's making him indwelt by the Messiah. Because it takes someone that is the son of the living God to tell you what sons behave like. Scripture says it does not appear what we shall be now. He said, but we, we know that when we, when we sin, we shall be exactly like him. We will be him. So what he came to show them is, look, this is the standard of man. That's Yehoshua. Not create subservient men who only sink to him. He created men to be his equals. 
he said to Peter after Peter seen this, he said, You are Simon Peter. Blessed are you, Simon, son and of Jonah. Power to prosper are you, Simon, uh -huh. son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And for this reason, I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gate of darkness will not overcome it. Why? Because he recognized him as who he is. The revealer of man. One who tells man what man really is. So my predecessors told you what the fallen man is. And that fallen man, from his birth till he dies, might just be an engineer. When Adam shows up in your life, without telling you resign, you began to feel it. And he's still emphasizing to you tonight that no matter what your struggles are, no matter what your sins and weaknesses are, your, man, your being man supersedes your weakness, supersedes your shortcomings, supersedes your struggle because you found the first Adam made in the likeness of God. He puts the light. God will command the light to shine out of darkness. If our gospel be veiled, it is veiled to those who the God of this world. That is not the gospel of I'm going to heaven one day. The good news of do you know something, dummy? That the first Adam that fell has been restored now. The last Adam is a creator on equal level with his maker. One thumbs up, that's God. Raises you back from death into life. Now you've gained that life. Whatever is committed to your end, the power base institute, the family first, then the institute second, is the life you now live. Your own definition of Messiah and how you'll be Messiah to these kids is based on the revelation of whom you met. So my predecessors came to confuse you and told you all manner of things. Told you, you're a woman, you're weak, you're this, you're that. And the church keeps spreading that gospel. But when I met you guys, I'm saying, this is harder. And the response. Let me tell you something again about giving, guys. First, of course, from my own level, is because money don't, it's not the control and it's not what I'm looking for ultimately from you is a response of also saying what bounces back to me is more than money or houses it's the fullness of Adam so you can hear the word all you like if you're not responding to the word through how we saw and why we saw it means nothing to you because it means that you don't understand the power of the revelation this brings to you. Again, our predecessors have done a terrible work into making us what we are not. And words make things. When God was ready to Messiah us, to be our Messiah, He brings an Adam to the scene. So, Pete is not saying, guys, I can lead families, I can have many houses he's saying no no you see if I did pine comb without having to tell Sam go and start your own house has had them he'll do it if you are not tainted if your ears are not blocked from this gospel naturally 
if you're in the crypto world or consultancy or any of your 10 businesses, Pastor Nikki, they will just do this thing again. They won't need to pray about it. It is the correct deciphering, the correct, uh, the correct definition, deciphering and definition of who spoke the gospel to them. Everything you heard before me is not gospel. It's what God appearing to this whole. It's not gospel. The gospel to you is that Nigi, your family head. That's a man, an Adam speaking to you about what you are. That's the Messiah spirit that took you out of hell and ignorance and planted you. Many times, what causes struggle the most is detachment from the revelation of what you saw in the first place. And the Spirit of Grace keeps reminding us, once you take your eyes off the revelator and what he brought to you, your message, and you begin to fix your eyes on his weakness, if he's done this or he's done that, you know why the first church failed, the church we pastored? They want me to be in their naming ceremony. Being there. So for them, for them, who do you say I am? I'm a nice guy who just goes around, hits a naming ceremony and name your baby. For them, I'm a guy who don't sin. Even though they sin, but I cover all their sin. But you see, that has nothing to do with the revelation it brings to you. The same thing applies to all of the people who follow you. If you have a tainted heart towards the person leading your house, you're already sitting there and people can influence you and thought can you say, oh, even she did this yesterday. She's your Messiah. And I know people will say, focus on God as your Messiah, but God is everywhere. But people are still dying. He didn't show you how powerful you were and you wish he did. You wish something came from the sky today and said, damn it, damn it, my beloved son and woman, very pleased. You wish, but it didn't happen what you don't know is that it did happen it led your way here if you're sitting in a house today if your heart is not tainted some of you just want to use a house as a stepping stone so you find your own way and you say I'm bringing something back to the nation I've seen your kind before you will not bring anything back to the nation you will not bring anything back to your own um, your family those who you don't know till now and you will not bring nothing back to yourself. Every man is made by certain messiahs. Who is my messiah? The one who taught me knowledge. The one who opened my eyes to see that God in me. I am that God. The one who brought light to my dark places. Did you, did you want to read something quickly? Second definition, sir. Quickly. Learning, illumination of mind. The one who illuminated my mind. The one who held me by hands and said, you can walk. And sometimes my feet and my knees may be wobbling. Say, stand up. Hey, follow me. Let's go. The one who taught you how to make a billion from zero and go back to zero. The one who taught you how to take the risk of it all. Because when you are still taking the risk of it all, it means you're making a statement that you are not where you want to be or where you know that God, you, God, can reach. So how many times have you made a million? And I'm saying, yeah, um, okay, yeah, that million is good. 
200k here, 100 here, da 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 da. You want me to be worshiping your 1 million so that you can be paupers tomorrow when money loses value? When you had it, we use the money to teach you the value of manhood that is more than paper. So that you can stand shoulder to shoulder, neck to neck with the gods of this world. So that when you meet the kind of risk takers, them Elon Musk, you will not be intimidated. Otherwise, you'll start worshipping them. And you are their leader. That's the Messiah that showed us who we are. Let's say you don't judge, you don't condemn because I'm saying that your shortcomings is nothing. It's not a match for the God you are. So when we decipher, dis discern, define our leadership world, you must ask yourself, why am I in Kingdom Castle? If you make the mistake of calling it Chap House, um, um, even EDC, then you've gotten it wrong. That's the abode of your Messiah. That's your Eden. That's your make place. So remove from you every other thing that has made you outside of your Adam. Messiah, your leader. One who taught you knowledge. Not the one who excited you with the good things of this life. Yes, they may attract you with the good things of this life, but then began to teach you real knowledge you what indeed it really is chew you in the deep end the one who told you and taught you how to sow at the end of the month so that 10k 20k is no longer your God that's the Messiah from economic bondage that's right you can put your hands together and say well you know I just want to thank God that he's with me all the time how do you know well Messiah when you run WU program when you're on tick, your Messiah is there. We are there. That's your Messiah. We're there. So what's going to be our role now? Either that's technical, mental support, or physical appearance. And we show up. That's God with us. Because they are the ones who said, you can do this faith. So if someone is called your leader, it's no longer the money they have. So a leader cannot go to their disciple and be complaining what's happening in their marriage, their family, their environment. Are you crazy? You're a leader, a messiah. The doer of deeds. Well, I just want you to know, sometimes as a man, I'm weak. Then you get out of that leadership position and go to the weakening gathering of weeks. You cry in your bedroom and you praise up. Because you're the Messiah of others. Then in turn, you create many other Messiahs. Create many more people. And before you know it, the knowledge, that's now, that scripture fulfilled. The knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. The glory of God are people. The pastors who taught me this prayer till today, I'm asking them, what is the meaning of the knowledge of the glory of God covering the earth as the waters cover the sea? According to their definition, it's meaningless. But when we have this number of Messiahs really knowing who they are, not afraid of poverty or prosperity, then the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I'll see you on Sunday. I believe we've started our sowing week. You are your own Messiahs. Do what it takes. God bless you. I love you all.
It's COD week, right? The service this Sunday is, is powered by COD. You know, my mind just tells me what to, to pay attention to. And I'll just go. It's just God. It's God feeling. It is what it is. So I start with COD until they do. But what I really call for is the physical service. Remember that. But if you want to use this Sunday to start, and we're going to have our giving chat coming live this week. We've done many months of not meeting target, and that's fine. That's where you say, Oh, thank you for not meeting target. That's the point where you use that as, Oh, when things were tough, but we're not going to make it a permanent story. I hope not. God bless you.